Welcome back to Eventide Radio. This is a fan-made Destiny podcast where we have roundtable discussions about a variety of different topics concerning the popular video game franchise. At its core, this show is by having in-depth discussions about the game from a variety of different perspectives. I'm your host, Scotty. With me are my co-hosts, Rob and Mapador, and today we have a lot on our plate. The state of the game is out, including a follow-up from game director Joe Blackburn. On the Saturday before Season 2, Season 22... Uh, goes live the following Tuesday, and the quote-unquote veil upon the final shape expansion is lifted. See what I did there? We're looking to the Damn. future. So <laughs> before like, we get started, I feel, like we're, I feel like we're done now. That that was just that was the I thesis. killed it. The whole, yeah, everyone yeah. can turn it off. All right. Yeah, have yeah. a night, everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I, know, I made a veil joke already. Yeah, but <laughs> can't get through a single episode without a veil. You couldn't joke. contain yourself, could you? Oh. <laughs> Oh yeah. wow! That, that was oh. sorry, Scotty. That was a little bit better, but yeah, that was better. No, mine was bad. That was a that was a bad joke. <laughs> oh, but the worse the better. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. All right, before we get started talking about this, because there's a lot to to get through, a lot of a lot of changes as always with these state of the game things. Uh, Rob, what have you been up to this week in Destiny? Uh good question. So prepping for next season. Um, playing i've actually been trying to do a lot of crucible lately uh just because i i kind of got into this funk where i like wanted to try new pvp builds uh some quote-unquote meta and some more or less like kind of just funky things just for the sake of trying things out so i did a bunch of that and then uh specifically last weekend uh i have i there's a there's a brewery nearby uh (laughs) and one of the people that works there uh, also plays destiny uh, and I have helped his him and his wife in the past. Like I got them through the grasp of avarice so they could get like Gallarhorn. And I took them through Vault of Glass one time. And uh, oh, he's he's bought me some beers for it. So I, oh, I was going to say, did he get you beers? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's the only reason I helped them out. No, uh, but it's also <laughs> uh, it, so it, I actually I had a really good conversation. We'll talk more about this when we get to state of the game, because they play, I would say, a lot more casually. Um, they've only done a couple of the dungeons and they've only really done like one raid. And so they have a pretty different perspective on the game than, like, I would say we do, uh, being a little more hardcore. Um, so I, but I played with them. They wanted to do like a deep dive because they could not manage to LFG uh, like a tier seven uh, deep dive without something going wrong. Uh, and so I was like, yeah, let's let's do it. So like we we ran through one of those, and we'll probably try to do the exotic scout rifle mission with them one of these days as well. So. Uh, I've been playing with them a little bit, trying to help them get some stuff ready for next season as well. So that's what I've been doing. Sweet. That sounds pretty cool. I didn't even know about that. I have a little like side hustle going on. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, for the for free beer, y'all, there's a lot yeah. of things that I'm willing to do. So I probably shouldn't <laughs> say that out loud. Free yes. beer is a free beer. Exactly. <laughs> Matt, what have you been up to this week in Destiny? Um, I haven't been on as much. I've been prepping for this uh, new job that I'm starting. I'm not allowed to talk about. Or I'll get into trouble. So, um, did you sign like an NDA? A verbal NDA. <laughs> we'll say a verbal <laughs> NDA. Gotcha, gotcha. I'll, I'll have the the British uh, TV ninjas on me if I if I yeah, talk right. about it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, but I did some prep. I did. I just did some PvP, um, and I stayed at my sister's to help her move house the other day, and I did 
so her her fiance he plays destiny not as much yeah. anymore but i did his like crucible games for him and that was interesting so i was running around with the weirdest guns ever and he had a green thumb mapped so i was meleeing the air a lot of the time <laughs> um, but fun. yeah I, I i i'm looking forward to what's coming but i haven't been on as much this week yeah neither have i i haven't played like any of season of the deep i'm gonna be honest i think i've taken a big this whole season and i'll jump back into it when the new thing drops on tuesday you but better, Scotty. You better. I will. Yeah, he's, I will. He's got an outside perspective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I've become an outsider to the very game that I claim to talk about on this podcast. But I think it's good to take breaks every now and then. So it's. I think it'll. The game will feel better now that I've been out I of the you. loop for a little yeah. bit, like a month or two. Um. So I'm looking forward to the new season. But no, I have also not been playing all that much. I've probably played the least out of out of all of us, obviously. All right, so before we even talk about the state of the game, there's a big, pretty big update within the world of Destiny that happened um, a couple days ago, a week ago, maybe. Lance Reddick, uh, may he rest in peace, was uh, replaced. His character, Zavala, has been replaced with a new voice actor, uh, that of Keith David. Keith David has done a lot of very cool stuff. He is, you probably have seen something with him in it. Uh, even if you don't know his name, uh, he's been no, no, most notably if you're a Bungie fan, which I assume you are if you play Destiny. He was the Arbiter <laughs> in the Halo series, which is my personal favorite role of his. No bias at all. But Keith David is fantastic. Uh, how are you guys feeling about this uh, new announcement? Um, I So I wasn't aware of his name. I'd heard his voice before in other things. I have not played any Halo games. Um, <laughs> I'm crucified for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I've heard him in some TV shows and stuff. And when he did his announcement that he'll be doing the voice, he did put on like the Zavala like cadence in his voice, and I mm-hmm. and I can hear it. And I think he's probably the best choice. That um, and I can see why they went with him. So I'm looking forward to that. It is a shame that we won't hear Lance Reddick anymore because of how impactful and how. You know, sort of unique his voice is. Um, but I think it's got good that they've got someone to take over the role and they won't just like let Zavali get all dusty in the tower or kill him off really weirdly. Yeah, so I'm right. happy about that. It's always a bittersweet thing to have a replacement of a beloved thing in it in general, uh, goes for anything. And you know, the same goes for an actor for uh, a character. And you know, it's tough because it does kind of suck to to see a replacement of something so beloved. But I think ultimately, you're right. Like, there's, you can't just, like, kill off the character or, or, or like, shelve him, essentially. Um, yeah. You have to keep the story moving forward. And I think. Sunset Zavala. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. He's being think... moved into the DCV. Oh, man. Oh. That would be heartbreaking. <laughs> But I think Keith David is the best replacement they could have got. But Rob, what do you what do you feel? Uh, I'm I'm super for it. Uh, I the thing uh, John Carpenter is the thing I should specify uh, is like one of my favorite movies, and he's amazing in it. And my wife, I think, has a secret crush on Keith David. So I actually like kind of texted her because she also likes Rant- Lance Reddick, uh, and I was like, Hey, they just announced that. 
you know, he's going to be replacing him. And I was like, I don't know how to feel about this. And she's like, oh, my God, that's awesome. Like, I might even start <laughs> playing the game now. So <laughs> she's like that obsessed with Keith David. But uh, he's also great in Princess and the Frog. If you've never seen that movie, it's a Disney movie. Yes. I think it's like I think it's. Oh, the he last. is in that, isn't he? Yeah, he's the villain. He's and he's I think so he, good. Oh, God, that's, that's, like, that's like I think that's the last like true animated Disney film like the 2D mistaken. style like yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's, a, it's a gorgeous movie it's great music I, I love the story it made me want to try beignets uh, and he's so like he any, anything he touches like his voice leaves an impact so I'm I think from a tasteful standpoint it's probably the best outcome because a lot of people are like well, are they going to kill him are they not going to are they going to retire him to his office and have someone else take over or like was you know like there was a lot of theories and and things like that. I ultimately thought that they were just going to like have him in cutscenes, but just not have him say anything anymore, which I know would be Hunting. weird, but like, like kind of maybe the best way to handle it. But it's like one of those things where everyone's like, there's no way you can replace him. And then when they said Keith David, I was like, yeah, I think that's <laughs> probably like the best possible outcome because he's got such a, yeah. a, a, a lasting, like really personal voice that i think hits you so i'm totally cool with it and and super excited and and i think i think he'll fill those shoes uh quite well and and i think it's i think it's a tasteful decision yeah uh, I, no one I, no one's that i've seen has reacted negatively everyone's gone yep yeah, that's right. fair enough right um exactly. and they are keeping um lance reddick's uh voice lines that are currently in the game there exactly they're not replacing those like they did oh, with cool. um uh cora uh yes or oh i forgot um peter dinklage that's it I can't believe oh it's yeah where they just completely yeah. re-recorded oh, all of his voice. peter dinklage phoned in that performance he yeah he, 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 he did not want to be there <laughs> they're like you're making me voice a small thing aren't you on purpose oh you know i've i've still this is a little side thing i've still wondered like was that was that poor directing or was that him owning it in or was it him just like not understanding like what the like because I don't think he's ever voice acted video games before. I right? think it was a mixture of him not understanding what they wanted. Right. Um, and then them not and then them wanting to change it and going, oh, we're going to have to pay him so much money to redo right. it. it. It doesn't matter. Right. And maybe they were already in talks with um, Nolan for a long time. Right. Before he was replaced anyway. Yeah, yeah. I've I've always always kind of wondered what that That's how we got to that point. Yeah, I still, I still think there's some actor. Yeah, I still think there's some charming line delivery. Like I I know everyone likes to meme on some of that stuff, but I actually I like how some of it was presented. But I get for the sake of like continuity, you just had to like yeah. just kind of go in and replace it. And what happened, Ghost? Your voice changed. <laughs> yeah, I hit puberty or something. No, see it. Yeah. did the opposite yeah that's true yeah i got hired <laughs> yeah. yeah and they didn't uh they kept all like nathan fillion's lines for Cade too oh yes also, yeah nathan fillion right. playing Cade though was only in like the one it's really only anyway. i feel like oh, right. what they might do i could be completely wrong on this but if they may have got him to redo the forsaken voice lines so that if or when they put it oh, back really? in the game that they'll do that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Nolan North really cares. You know, he, he oh, was no. a lot. I feel like he was a last-minute replacement for that. Right. Um, and I feel like because he's back doing it for the final shape, I feel like they could have gone, look, because you do these as well for Forsaken? Because he doesn't really talk loads. Right. Um, no. It's just that opening cutscene more than it. 
and yeah. Anything, and yeah. there was the the notes that he left you in the yeah, that's after, true. but yeah, the, but that wouldn't that probably wouldn't be there anyway if they brought back Forsaken. It'd just be the campaign stuff. Sure, yep. that would be pretty cool. I would yeah, love that. I'm huge. I mean, Nolan North did a great job, but I'm a big Nathan Fillion guy, so that would be. Oh yeah, that would be cool here. All right, Hashtag so bring back Firefly. What? I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was in my directing class. There were a couple of my buddies were huge Firefly fans, and we in the, in the directing class we all had to like direct a scene, and we would like rotate through. And eventually, everybody in the class, no one was an actor, but everyone had to act. And I got the privilege of playing Nathan Fillion in a scene from Serenity, which was which was awesome. Awesome. But um, anyways, so we have Rob and I have been taking uh bullet bulleted list notes on the state of the game. There's there's quite a bit to get through. Yes, there always is. But yeah. basically, it's like, like six thousand words, right? It's a lot. I don't know what it is, but. We'll use Rob. We'll use yours because I think yours is more comprehensive. I just wrote stuff that I like jumped out to me personally. Sure. Kind of run down your list as an outline of how to get through all this. So we'll we'll go down every bullet point. Some will be longer bullet points than others, and yeah. we'll kind of share our thoughts on that. Um, yeah. So so the way I I I kind of do you actually have it open, Scotty? I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. I kind of clumped it into like PVP gambit. I try to do like a strike section, but most of that's kind of wrapped into like, I just put like general. Uh, and so I figure we should go through like general and PVE stuff first and then kind of okay. hit the quote unquote yeah. pain points. Spoilers. There are some pain <laughs> points in here, um, yeah, which is the community are aware of this. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. If you've been living under yeah. a rock for the last two weeks, then maybe you're not aware of this, but uh, yeah. It's so, like earlier when you said, oh, if you're a fan of Bungie and I thought, well, most of the people probably aren't. <laughs> That's true at this point. Oh, good point. Oh, uh, it was so sad in Joe Blackburn's video where he's like, you know, I really don't want my employees to be worried about their personal safety. Like, right. That that the, was The that fact was definitely... that that's even a concern is... Yeah, just... it's, it's crazy that... Uh, yeah. We'll it get is, to that in a bit. But yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I guess, yeah, but stuff like that, not game developers. Even yeah. then, that's a bit dumb that that's the case. But well, yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, yeah. Totally, total, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not supporting. Unless, you, <laughs> supporting unless, you've, seen, unless you've seen Taxi <laughs> Driver, then you totally get it. But otherwise, oh, yeah, yeah, right. Oh, too soon. Okay. Uh yeah. So I, <laughs> I, I kind of like I said, I tried to clump it through, and I just went through like there might be things that I'm missing, so I apologize. But anything that seemed like it was. Some kind of change coming in either season 22, 23, or coming with the final shape. I didn't clump it or organize it by like when it was coming out. These are all just stuff coming down the pipeline. So uh, first and foremost, with strikes, medals uh, are coming back to strikes um, instead of just being part of the uh, the springtime event with the the Guardian games. Um, there's going to be medals back during strikes. Uh, and I know that's something people have been asking for. Yeah, it's something I like I've kind of... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I do like that. Um, I, I liked it. I know it was like it kind of came out during the the winter the season dawning. during yeah, dawning during Rise of Iron. Uh, yeah, and yeah. then it was kind of like it's still in D1 and why it was never brought into D2. You know, it's one of those kind of things where in terms of priority uh, and then then it was back during Guardian Games, like just leave it in. Uh, I, I don't know why it's like a big deal. It's fun to get. I'm glad medals. they're not doing the finisher thing, though. They they specifically yes. said we're not doing yeah. the finisher thing because yeah, yeah, that is just annoying. Oh, let's finish it every single enemy, right? Because the then then every strike just turns into 
uh, damaging something with a sidearm and then finishing and damaging with a sidearm and finishing. Yeah. So I'm totally cool with that. Uh, it's fun to try to get like a chain going of like heavy weapon kills or like trying to get like I know I always liked getting I think it was called like rainbow in D1 yes. where it was like getting getting yes. a streak with like each, you know, heavy special and primary weapons. Like I, th- I thought stuff like like you can make a mini game out of it if if you're yeah. into it. So I think that's that's great. Uh, so now moving kind of into like general stuff, and this is kind of also clumped with some of the other things uh, favoriting shaders and other things that you like. Uh, oh, I know that's something... I can't that's wait. Cool. I, I can't yeah. wait. Yeah, that's... I, I don't think there's anyone who's going to disagree with that being, like, great. Uh, the next thing I have is uh, ritual playlist changes. So instead of having to do, like, three Gambit matches, three PvP matches, and three strikes, uh, and then doing that with all three characters, you can just sit there in strikes uh, till your brain explodes, if that's all you want to do. Uh, and I know that's been a big thing. People are like, why do I have to play Gambit for Pinnacle I, I, Rewards? I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm very surprised that they changed that. I am too, but I'm I think when we get to the, I'm glad they did. I'm surprised. Yeah, I think when we get to the Gambit topic, though, I think maybe <laughs> that's why we'll, we'll, we'll discuss well, even, it. Even just Crucible, I think, because it's a way of getting people to play PvP. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, I uh, yeah, but I I think that's one of those that no one's going to argue because it's it just more feeds into the play how you want right like that's yes that's oh yeah definitely all about if you just want to sit and play gambit till your eyes fall out you can do that <laughs> uh, stability they brought up stability again I know a couple months ago there like was server like, stability there was like some stability yeah. yeah exactly they changed so not, how not the the tickets and information is is given right. right. And if you are Which super cool. into, yeah, if you're into networking nerdy stuff, they go into, I would say, some pretty level heavy detail. Um, obviously, they're not going to spill the beans on everything about how the game works. No, no, but no. I think addressing it, because I know the beginning of this season had uh, quite a few issues. And like last season was also kind of a pain. And the season before, like we have this kind of streak where like the first couple weeks of every season, the game seems like it doesn't run correctly yeah uh and and them trying to them acknowledging it ultimately and then also putting actions to it and obviously like some of these things might be deeper engineering problems and we realize or they even realize like i i'm not a software guy i work with enough software dorks to understand like how deep a rabbit hole can go uh to get to the root of problems so uh i appreciate them at least kind of keeping an update on us about this kind of stuff it's it's been well, what's, what's funny is is all the days that the servers were down i just happened to be busy and not on so mm-hmm. i didn't experience so for me unless if the community was like didn't really say anything about right. it i just wouldn't have known <laughs> yeah exactly um another change if you have beyond light and you've beaten the campaign you can just buy stasis fragments and aspects i think from icora just like you can all the i'll, I'll finally have a stasis warlock Right. Yeah. I, I, still yeah. I still don't have stasis on my warlock until yeah. <laughs> And I, I that's a, that's a change people have been asking for for a while. Like Beyond Light's been out long enough, and I think everyone agrees that stasis has changed so much from how it originally was that trying to accomplish some of those goals, like getting shatter kills with a warlock in PvP, kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, uh, you're just going so, to mayhem. Yeah, exactly. So, so opening this opportunity again, I don't think anyone's going to disagree with this. The Beyond Light's been out for three years now or whatever, like just making oh, an option. Yeah, it has. Oh. Yep. Um, transmats are moving to unlocks, just like shaders, like you don't need to keep them in inventory. That's a good change. Um, right now. Yeah, this is this is kind of one of those changes where it's like I've never really cared about like I use the uh, Thousand Wings ship like 
all the time since I've unlocked it back in like the beginning of Forsaken. I've never taken it off. Oh, and I just that use, that's the uh, that's the the taken ship that was in like King's Fall. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, I've still got platinum starling on Oh, okay, yeah, see, there you go. So, like, I, I, I have that. And, and that one has a default taken transmat, so I've literally, like, never changed it. Um, mm. But I know, I know some people love to play with transmats, and it definitely, I get, like, popping in in weird, sparkly ways is fun. So having it as an unlock, I don't think anyone's going to disagree with this being, it'll, it frees up inventory space. Oh, it's a completely and, positive change. I don't, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, they're fixing the wish under quest, so you don't have to have the three stupid tokens anymore in your uh, inventory that you can't delete or remove. Uh, I'm super stoked about this because I have those three tokens on two of my characters because I did the wish ender quest once and I'm not going to do it two more times for no reason. So, again, I don't think anyone's going to complain about that getting truncated. I did the quest so long ago, I don't even remember about the tokens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they you can't yeah. do anything like they're just in your inventory. So turning that into a normal trackable quest. Great. Um, yeah. I have a note here. Oh, Changes to seasonal structure, uh, they were kind of vague about this, uh, but ultimately, you know, there was, I think, some important changes that came out this season with Season of the Deep that you, the the sort of seasonal track to unlock, you know, currencies and how to get deep sight weapons and all of that stuff was tuned differently this season. And I think this yeah. upcoming season, they said they're going to change it even more. Um, and I think people were okay with how it was this season. It didn't feel as time gated. There was like one or two things versus like 80% of it being like drip fed throughout the season. So you could like grind out that first couple weeks, get it done. And then it felt like you were kind of getting your return on investment way sooner. Um, I'm curious to see how they change that this upcoming season. Again, I don't, they didn't go into specific details, but I, something different is uh, all, all, all I'm excited for. Oh yeah, the change the change is welcome. I think yeah that we've had the same sort of seasonal vendor thing for for a while, and I think it's not even bad. That's the thing. All right, the time gated stuff is a bit annoying. Sure, um, but I wouldn't say it's awful, and it's just people want change. It, yeah, even if it's the same, essentially the same thing. You know, quality wise, right? Something different. Yeah, I I think I think this is sort of sort of a I'll put it in like. We'll, we'll call it first world problems where it's like yeah. <laughs> where it's like I, I know when a new season comes out and I'm just as guilty of this. You want to dive in and play a bunch that first like two weeks and get all the new weapons and unlock all the things and do all that stuff. And then as the season goes on, you kind of get burned out and you don't play as much. And it's like, well, if you didn't play so damned much that first season or that first week, then your enjoyment per week distribution, I would say goes a lot longer into the season and I, th I feel like that's the intended right they want you to they want you to play a little bit each week and i know it's to yeah. boost numbers and and involvement in, in player activities like i get that they have those metrics that they want to meet and i'm not i'm not against any of that like but i think it's just it's a problem that we all have where we get super into that new season every every time it comes out and then we all just immediately burn ourselves out and then it's like eight weeks into it like i don't want to still be logging in completing salvage so that i can unlock a token so now i can do deep fight <laughs> weapons right like i i get the the frustration there but it's like if you just pace yourself i feel like you're not going to feel that as much but that's like trying to tell someone to play a game less like yeah good luck with that so uh yeah. but i think overall just fundamentally changing the structure even even if we end up not liking it i think 
they're receptive to that feedback and and hopefully they're being a little more dynamic with it. And it's like, if it doesn't work well this season, maybe season 23, they can do something a little bit differently. So we're not like committing to this change for the next four seasons. I hope that's not how, what we're looking at, but just tweaking things here and there, I think goes a long way. So. Yeah. I'm glad they, they expressed that sentiment at least, even if they didn't give us concrete plans or anything, I'm sure we'll just, it's just kind of a wait and see. Yep. See what happens sort of thing. Uh, next thing I had was uh, resource procurement. That's what I'm calling it is explaining all the different uh, currencies that we have. They're adding like a tab in collections. Um, oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah that's good for new lights and stuff. Yeah, I don't think it's going to keep all your stuff there. I think it's just basically going to give you like no. a little like there might be like a little like lore entry about what strange coins are, um, but it'll tell you how to get them and what they're used for. And um, so, yeah, it's a new light thing. Uh, I don't it, think anyone's going to complain about this. There's so many posts of people going, how do I get this? Mm-hmm. What are these? Where do yeah, I find them? Right. And I think that's there for that. And I think it's good as well. And I can just say, if someone asks me like, oh, you know, like my friend's starting the game, instead of sitting there explaining, oh, enhancement cores, enhancement prisms, you know, ascendant shards, you just go look at the, the spreadsheet that's given to you in the game. <laughs> yeah. I think the more information that they have accessible in game, the better. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I yeah, exactly. I don't think anyone's going to complain about that. No. Uh, we're getting new strand aspects. Uh, I think kind of this this kind of follows along with like how Beyond Light was where it seemed like each season after the release we got a new aspect. Um, yeah. so more more things to play with in the sandbox. I think they just gave the names. I didn't copy them down. They did, yeah, they didn't reveal anything. Yeah. And they, yeah. they still have them now after right. the week since and i'm i'm okay with that i think more surprises and stuff like there's going to be so much revealed uh in yeah people people need surprises yeah exactly so like and i i don't really don't really use strand either so i'm not fast but obviously the people who do right um use strand a lot it's good to have something new every every season yep yeah uh there was two separate posts about exotic armor changes that are coming uh, and some weapon tuning changes that are coming. Uh, the weapon tuning changes just came out on, I think, Thursday or Wednesday of this week. Yes. Um, and it's, I mean, there's so much stuff going in there. Uh, the exotic armor changes are pretty cool. Like, w- one of the biggest things I think that everyone kind of talks about is they're taking Knucklehead Radar and Foe Tracer and combining them into Knucklehead Radar, and then Foe Tracer is going to get uh, a completely different overhaul. Uh, which seems yeah. pretty cool, and I, again, I don't think anyone's going to complain about this. And the fact that now, now that they're they're probably trying it out, they're doing a trial because uh, I know people have kind of talked about other exotics that seem like why do we have two exotics for something that should be one exotic? Um, and I I think they're seeing how this goes and how people respond, and maybe people will actually be pulling out their knucklehead radars and trying it out yeah. for things mm-hmm. and and foe tracer. Um, because it's it's getting kind of a cool synergy with your element, like matching it with abilities and weapons. So great stuff. Uh, it is yeah. also one As of a the hunter, that's looking, yeah. looking exotics. It looks so cool, especially some of the ornaments. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the ornaments are cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, weapon tuning changes. They're doing a lot. So actually, this is kind of a, a deeper one, and maybe we can kind of take a side conversation on this. One of the biggest yeah. things from that is they're decoupling zoom uh, and range, uh, which has a lot of implications. And that's something that's kind of like been tied inherently to the game since vanilla D1. 
Um, and I think this is kind of a big thing. And I don't think we really have a grasp on how this is going to feel. But they're. I, I, I don't think we will until we're, we're right. playing. Right. I, I think it's one of the things you can speculate about. Right. But, right. Yeah. I, I think overall, though, it's good because uh, I know that they've sort of taken scopes off of weapons as being like a variable because it ultimately the zoom affects the range on those Ooh. weapons. Maybe and they'll add them back now. Exactly. So I'm I'm hopeful for it in that sense. It seems like they keep referring to sort of like range compression where they're yeah. trying to normalize a lot of weapons. Like, I, I completely agree. I don't want to make any huge assumptions. There's already people making videos about all these changes. And I think that's great. I think it's good to kind of speculate. But I think w like anything with Destiny, we have to see how it feels in our hands. Yeah. Um, and, and something like this is a huge change that I am very excited to kind of see how it plays out. I'm I, I'm I'm very looking forward to it because I do I do find it annoying like oh you get this gun oh it's really right. cool oh the zoom's bad exactly. for the archetype oh well right. and, um, and I, I, I yeah I'm hoping that they re-add like scopes to guns now because I did yeah. I did really like some of the reticles on certain scopes I absolutely hate right exactly um, I'm I'm the same way especially like some of the fusion rifle scopes are like dog ugly and they're like distracting the um, but, one like, it's like a red it's like a red circle with then parts of a circle round it. I've forgotten what it. I don't know. It's like a. It's a huge reticle and it takes up most of the barrel. And yeah, I absolutely hate. I it. think I know what you're talking about, and I I kind of hate it too. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I I'm super excited about this and excited to see what they do with it once they've sort of weaned themselves off of this very like crippling lock i would say mm. um i think it, it allows for a lot more sandbox opportunities that we can't even begin to to really comprehend i, I think it was restricting their balance changes I, I, yeah. I do think behind the scenes they were probably sitting there thinking well we can't do this with this gun because of the zoom right and and things like that and right what i did now also think that you bring that up about the scopes is that maybe we're getting custom reticles for some guns that would be awesome or, or I, yeah exactly because obviously with some like uh, exotics or raid weapons they have like a unique one and exactly maybe they'll let us have it that that would be the default for each yep. you know but maybe we get to change them yeah uh yeah no i'm 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 excited and hopeful to see where that goes um and and it it, it sort of like i think will help with the meta too because you have things like drang where because it's got such a high zoom like it's just it's always going to be top of the of the class in its yeah. in its field because of just its zoom is so high relative to everything else. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited that I know there's a lot of people that are like, well, like I've already seen posts on Reddit where it's like, oh, I'm dismantling all of my rangefinder hand cannon. It's like, hold on, <laughs> like, let's see how this plays out, because I mean, I'm an explosive will... payload person myself. Rangefinder yeah. can leave the building for all I care. But <laughs> yeah, well, and I know. And some people hate rangefinder because they don't like how much it zooms in the gun. But it's like, yeah. It's yeah. one of those things where it's like, please play with it first to see yes. if, it, if it like you because you might still like the fundamental things that rangefinder adds to the weapon. So like, hold your horses. Like you can't you know it. in a live service game of any kind. You right. can't know until you're playing it. I mean, same right. with developers. You can test it all you want in behind right. closed doors, but you can never hundred percent know until it's out there with thousands and thousands of people playing the game. Right. 
I'm going to play devil's advocate and say whatever excuse you can find to clear out your vault, take it. You're not going to use all that shit. I promise that's, you. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> my my someone dad's who has like order a... in Destiny, and he's he's terrible for that. I'm right. like, you are never going yeah. to use that. Just right. get rid of it. Right. But like, for <laughs> things, like I, I got what I consider to be a really good Exalted Truth adept one time, and it's got Rangefinder, and it's like, yeah, maybe it won't be the same as it was before but it's like i'm still gonna hoard it uh and hold on to it because it's like it's good uh and i'm not just gonna be so quick to like what's well, got rangefinder so i'm just gonna delete it now it's like hold on like just yeah. just see how it feels like so uh sure but yeah you're you're right Scotty. just like, let let people just clean <laughs> stuff on, out, especially like. pvp players as well because yeah the whole point of i mean pvp obviously most people you pick the meta weapons but you also pick weapons that you like the feel of right and if you like the feel of the gun that you're using, right? You know, just try and see, like all this stuff I've got in my vault is the most random shit. But it, I like the feel of the gun, so I keep it and I use it for PvP. Exactly. So exactly, I, I doubt it's going to change the way the gun feels for you. Yeah, totally. Um, Anything else in those weapon tuning changes that jumped out at you? One random thing that I saw. This is probably no one else cares about this but me, but. I've always liked Warden's Law. I've always thought it's just like yes. a cool weapon. Oh, yep. yeah. They're, they're really going to make yeah. more Warden's Laws. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Oh, and the, the cool Monte Carlo catalyst that they... Oh, I'm so oh, excited that was, for that. Oh, that yeah. was amazing. I saw that, and I know that's such a low bar for amazing, but I... I no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. I think, <laughs> I think... In D1, I remember right. in D1 when the gun was like, people were getting the exotic, people were like, why can't we stab people with it? Right. Right. Well, yeah, it it's feels a... like. Sorry, go for it. Oh, no, I was just going to say it's just such a blue ball move to put a pointy thing on the end of a gun yeah, and like, say, uh, yeah, you can't use it. If, if yeah. the video that they showed off feels like a fever dream. Yeah. <laughs> it's so like, weird. It looks, it looks like something like a fan made as like a concept, but it's yeah. like, no, no, we're getting it. Yeah, right? I saw that happened in um, someone made like custom Overwatch reloads for all the mythic skins and people going, Blizzard, why aren't you doing this? And. Bungie are doing that for the exotics for the right. and yeah and it does look like a fan made thing. Yeah, it's cool. it's totally well, not think... going to be useful at all, but it's just going to be cool. Well, I don't it know. Did a lot of damage. No, it yeah, did a lot of damage. People are breaking down the damage. Really? And it's like it's doing yeah. a lot more than. Uh, it does more damage than a free glaive hit combo. Yeah. Wow. Does it count yeah. as a melee like attack? Uh, well, I wonder. I wonder I what it, it does because it, it took up the melee slot on the hunter for when when they activated it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. looks like it looks like if you get a Markov chain there. times five, and then you can like it looks like it's like an alternate it, reload kind of. It thing. one hit the incendiary um, cabal in um, duality, and, the, and yeah. they have a yeah, 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 so yeah. We'll just have to see if you can synergize it with like melee perks and things like that. But we'll, you know, yeah, exa exactly. Synthesis as, gonna get as all times must right, or or if you wear. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. The uh, like Karnstein armlets. Like, is that going to count as a melee? So you get yeah. Like, we'll we'll glaive e exotic armor pieces affect. Like, I wonder how that will. Yeah, gla glaives do. That's what I like. So when I when I was doing some like solo dungeon stuff, I was doing Karnstein with glaives uh, to yeah. keep myself alive and running running like devour, uh, and you just chuck grenades until you like kill everything. So, and they're they're finally killing or not killing but they're they're toning down uh lemon rock and huh. uh 
all lemon rock. Yeah. No, the, the, the best the best one is uh, one of my trials partners. He he calls it. He goes Lee Monarch like that, and we go who <laughs> who the fuck is Lee? Who are you talking yeah. about? Where's Lee? Um, but that's yeah, funny. I'm I'm happy. I'm ha- I am kind of happy that it's gone. The, it is a cool exotic, but it's just not right for for PvP. Right, it is too oppressive. Yeah, uh, Touch of Malice is getting all kinds of changes. It won't kill you anymore. Uh, and it does more damage, so I'm excited about that. Uh, Wicked Implement, the new Stasis Scout Rifle that we got this season, it's already getting like Headstone now attached to the Catalyst and yes. some, other, some other things. Uh, Bipod's getting adjusted, so it's going to be a little more useful now. Uh, Shoot to Loot will work with Orbs. The Chill Clip's getting kind of a nerf, which sucks, cause I, but it's also at the same time, it's like if you have a, if you have a Stasis Fusion Rifle, all you're using on it is a chill clip. So yeah, um, I'm okay if they change some stuff as long as there's like new perks coming out. I'm always kind of I wonder okay if they that. give headstone to fusions and they do it how some perks affect different guns. Mm. You know, obviously, you can't crit with a fusion. So right. Well, they. I wonder if they could do something like encore where you know it's like you either get a headshot and you get a stack or you get a couple like body shot kills and like eventually it gives you. Like the the benefit, from yeah, it. So, yeah, I mean, yeah like uh, range finding gives more. Is it more velocity on rockets or something? Right, like that? exactly. Um, yeah. So they could do it where oh, headstone. If you hit all your bolts on a on a target and kill them, it right. does a stasis crystal or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh oh, they're changing uh, crafting. This is this is a big thing for me. I'm very anti Shirochi for farming for like <laughs> leveling up weapons. It, it just, is boring. It, it, it is bothers boring. me that like. You have this really cool system that kind of just feels not well thought out. And so then the default is for just everyone to load up a Shirochi checkpoint and just spend yes. hours. Like now they're putting way more weight into finishing activities, which is. Do, what do certain target kills affect you? I've never really thought about this. and But do killing certain enemies give you more XP? I don't, they don't think do. so. I feel like otherwise it, someone would have found like a nightfall or something they, where there's they a need to do it where when you're in, in an activity, oh, I guess people would abuse the shit out of that. Yeah, one. exactly. But, it's like, but, but, exactly. Oh, well, but it is quite weird. You know, you kill a boss enemy, you get 1%, you kill a, a shadow for all, you get 1%. Ooh. Right. Uh, they're also doing it. So you don't just, if you, if you like top off, it doesn't start you at zero. It actually like, rolls yes. over to the next one so that's a that's, huge follow that's, a, that's a must need change that's a yep. very welcome one yes and then you can also put re, you can spend like extra glimmer and enhancement cores into leveling up weapons too like they're adding like a but it's going to obviously get more expensive I, I feel like that might be reverted eventually I think so too because people are going to because like people are just going to find some like farm to get exotic cores or enhancement it, cores or something it will be it will be like um, most of light in, in D1 but more accessible right um oh and then they're making the neomuna craftable weapons easier to get which is they admitted that there's like a bug that actually made it harder potentially so i have uh, none of them oh i think i have the fusion rifle i I don't i i I have the fusion rifle and that's it uh so i again all of these are great changes uh i think people are kind of bummed out about the uh the chill clip nerf i'm admittedly bummed out about that too but like i've kind of held on to a couple of other stasis fusion rifles in the event that this happened and lo and behold it did so but it's still gonna have utility against like champions right like 
Because if one yeah. hit will still slow and overload and stun it. So like it's not like it's worthless. No. Um so you'll be it. able to do both next season because it's unstop. Right. Uh, which I'm super fusion. excited about. Yep. Unstop that means I can use one K voices. Yeah. I'll, I'll never ever forget how wonderful uh particle deconstruction was as a perk. Ooh, that was yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. What feels like was that? I remember that. That was season of the last, right before Witch Queen. Was that season of the law? You watch yes. that will become an right. exotic. That will become an exotic. I'd be okay with that. I would one hundred percent. It'll be, be okay. like a. It'll be like a div GL where you yep. know you hit something with that and every other. Yep. You know GL or, or you know what? Fu- yeah. Sorry, f- uh, fusion. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just make it make it avoid fusion and give it like weakness or something like that. Like yeah. Give it one of the keywords. I'm totally okay with that. It's just Telesto uh, backwards. Or yeah, exactly. With extra <laughs> steps. Um, so back to the state of the game. Uh, they teased a thing that I think is coming with Final Shape. They're calling it Pathfinder. I think that's just kind of a placeholder name where yeah. it looks like it's got this like kind of level up tree uh, with like alternate paths and things like that. It's a cool concept. More more ways to engage with the game. Great. Uh, it's very early on in development, it looks like, but I'm I don't think anyone's going to complain about that. No, it's just uh, a way quite to understand reward, what it was. which is good. Yeah, and I, I think it's still infantile uh, in terms of what, what it's actually trying to do, but it looks like it's like a different kind of level up path versus kind of what we have now. Um, so uh, they're introducing next, rotation. Yeah, the rotation, and they're going to start off by making DMT craftable. Very uh, nice, very and nice. I, I think they said they're updating the perk pool on it, so I think people are cool with yeah. that and asking for like something like kinetic tremors to be included, which would I'm be I'm glad awesome. it's comfortable. Me doing presage and getting bloody uh, what is it called under over or I forgot the name of the perk or one of those. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, really bad. Right, uh, and then. So this, Scotty, this is like the ultimate question that we were talking about last time was, will the final so story and raid, uh, they're going to conclude the final shape. So it's not going to be Good. three more seasons of shenanigans before we get like the end. Um, this, and that I, was so exciting when I read yeah. that. I was yeah. the season I mean, after, it's going after it's going after the witness's mum. Yeah, <laughs> your, oh your son's gosh. been very bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm I I think this is good. I think this is smart. And as we'll talk about with the Jill, the Joe Blackburn thing, uh, he teased that they're going to be changing the seasonal model starting with the final shape, too. So this kind of I, I would say sort of lines up with that, right? Where if they're calling it if they're calling next expansion like that first release to be the end then that's like, well, well, then what do we have for the rest of the year? Yeah. Uh, and I think that's probably going to be the changes to the seasonal model. Um, yeah. So should we, should we talk about the the backlash? Yes. So those are the those are all, I think, completely positive things. Yes. Uh, let's dive into PVP now. Oh, no. And I did highlight a lot of great things. So they talked about game security, kind of like the stability. They acknowledge that it's still a thing. Uh, obviously, they're not going to go into too much detail because they can't reveal the secret sauce. But ultimately, making security better, getting rid of those cheaters, 
we all play on consoles, so that doesn't really affect us a whole lot. But I've certainly seen streamers and people. The cheaters are still on console. Yeah, no, and they they do exist. Uh, uh, I think the the Zim is separate. It's bad. It's because <laughs> it's it's very unnoticeable to a lot of people. Yeah, no, and I'm I'm sure you playing longer. I I would love to sit down with you and review video on, on console to understand. I could I I mean I could go for a whole week of not seeing anyone, but then I could go sure. for like a, a week of trials and see like a lot. But it's it's just I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you go around it. It's it's quite a hard thing to sure. But yeah, um, we're getting two new game modes. Um, both are kind of intriguing. Checkmate, which is something that people have been asking for since like vanilla D one of can we get uh something that's a little more akin to I hate to say it vanilla D two where it's a lot more gunplay focused, way less on abilities, um even more so focus on just primary duels versus like having snipers and shotguns and fusions um a little bit slower gameplay i think we have more health or the weapons do less damage um so that's like kind of the more like we'll say competitive thing and then we're also getting relic which is like uh if you want to use the aegis from vault of glass in pvp uh now you can the spear is going to be the strongest. I think. Right? I think that's the spear. I call, yeah, it's yeah. It's going to be the spear. Um, although I could they see the Aegis. If you could block things with the Aegis, like yeah. I, I, I think they all have their pluses and minuses. I think the scythe is not going to be great. No, the scythe's um, going to be bad. I feel, and I think <laughs> the, the the spear because you can just throw that, right? Unless you can completely block it with rage. Right. right. I'm. I'm hoping they do kind of a paper scissors rock thing where. Like each one can kind of counter the other if used correctly. Well, yeah, but, I feel like the spear counters right. the shield, and then right, and then maybe it goes round in like right. That. But maybe, but does the shield get its super ability where you can like you know kind of like yeah? You can, I was that. thinking that it's quite hard to aim it though. It is, but if it's got a huge area of effect, then maybe it's badass. Yeah. Like yeah, it's like a the straight nova bomb. So. I'm thrilled uh, about that game mode. Yeah. I'm so excited. I, I mean, gonna... I, I'm I'm looking forward to the the other one, the the checkmate one. That, that yeah, the I'm ex- SWAT and Destiny. Yeah, exactly. Essentially, is what that is. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for both. Uh, I think I think Relic's going to be stupid and ridiculous, and uh, but I think it'll be a good time, kind of like Scorch, like right. It, yes. You don't take it seriously. You just have a good time. Like I I'm so looking forward to us like streaming one night and playing it like that's kind of what i want to do <laughs> yeah. is like i'll get on and just talk shit and do stupid stuff with it um another change that's coming is they're doing an iron banner kind of like challenge split so if you wanted the pinnacle rewards you had to like be a certain subclass type um and so they're kind of splitting that up and not making that a hard requirement but you can still get rewards for doing that again great i don't think anyone's gonna like complain about that uh there's gonna be new trials armor they kind of teased it it kind of looked like a bear or something yes, like that for the titan um we're getting a new comp emblem for the sweaties um and then we are getting one new map uh it's a vex themed uh i don't remember what it's called but it looks cool uh, they, yeah um and then well, Citadel. my problem with the map though oh. a quick note about the map sure um they just I don't know, they described what it looked like and they showed us a picture. They didn't really say anything about how it plays or like what their philosophy was behind it as far as like how it fits into the whole 
grand scheme of the current offerings of Crucible mm. maps. I thought that was a little disappointing. I kind of wanted I'm to be worried because oh, of the like picture they showed. Oh, how so? Um, the picture shows edges, and I don't know if that's the edge of the map where, say, with Pacifica, you can spawn in and turn around and just walk uh, the right. map, or if the edges are just, say, slap bang in the middle of the map and you could just slide off. Right, yeah. So I know I'm going to, like, shoot. jump somewhere and my mantle just isn't going to work. <laughs> um, yeah see that's right i wish they would like mention something about how it plays rather than just like yeah hey, we made a vex map it's like it's okay. like with disjunction when they showed the picture for that they showed the spawn right area and yeah. obviously like no one you know you don't really play as much in that part of the map so maybe they're showing the spawn the back of the map so i, I wouldn't be concerned if that's the case if right. not i don't want it to be like the scorn map um, for Gambit, where you can just wander off the side, right? Yeah, yeah, and and you know, it's a anyways. Little... Yeah, that was my note. preview. Yeah, so we'll we'll see how it plays out. I'm I after disjunction, kind of like okay, we'll just see how it is. So I'm not I'm not holding my breath, but it is a new map. Uh, we're getting Citadel back, I think, not this season, but season twenty three, or maybe with Final Shape. I don't get the hate for that map. Uh, I don't I actually... like it. It, you know, at, at this point, it's another map. Uh, I'll take yeah. it. So, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I absolutely hate it. I'm like, I don't understand why. Yeah. Well, it had, it had, if it was able to facilitate close range and long range, like, yeah, both types of gunplay, like, who cares? Like, just if you want, yeah, like you can map. use a scout rifle on that map if you want. Right. And it's, I prefer, I'd much rather play that over disjunction, like, yeah, by a mile, right? Uh, and then, so one thing I, I kind of left off until just now, because I, I kind of want to talk about it, and I want your thoughts specifically, Map, is uh, matchmaking improvements. They keep talking about this, and they yes. keep changing <laughs> things, and I'm kind of just over it, because it's always it always just kind of feels super vague, and... Uh, I think I, eventually they'll just turn off skill-based matchmaking, I, yeah, won't I, say. yeah. And that's kind of how it feels like they keep edging towards that more and more. Where it's I kind just... of hope they do. And then I'd rather them not say. Because yeah. then pe because people only feel like I feel like a lot of people only kick up a fuss about it if they know if they're aware of it. Right. Exactly. Um, and I don't like skill based matchmaking for quick play. Obviously right. comp by all means, because I'll go into comp to play, you know, good players and to try my hardest. It's competitive. Right. I want to be competitive. Right. In quick play, I just want to turn my brain off. I mean, I can do that, but less less so. No, and I, I'm, like I said at the beginning of the, the podcast, I've been doing a lot more PvP lately, and yes. like, I, there is, there is a, maybe it's a placebo effect, I don't know. There is, it feels like there is a noticeable difference, though, in a control match versus playing, like, Supremacy. And of course, like, you can't make a one-to-one -one comparison because one of them is a little more objective-based in a different way versus yeah. the other, but it just feels better playing supremacy versus control right now. I'm, um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that when they talk about the matchmaking, they're more on about like lobby balancing because I think that's also a problem. Yes, I, I completely agree. With, with supremacy, you know, it, it's just getting kills and picking up a crest, and you don't. It's all shiny thing on the floor after I killed someone. Of right. course, that you, you know. Um, Timmy with his shotgun is going to go pick that up, but 
you know, on some maps, say where getting A and C uh, other than B is more favoured. Timmy doesn't know that he's just going to go, you know, for B and A or or try and spawn right. flip when we don't want the other spawn. So exactly, I, I'm hoping that's there. Yeah, no, and that's that's all exactly. That's all kind of valid. So yeah, they talked about matchmaking improvements, and it's just like sure, whatever, like change it for the fifteenth time and claim that it makes better or something but it's like but you also see a lot of anecdotal on on both sides right there's there's people yeah. on kind of the lower end of pvp that are like i don't get creamed every time i play a match and i love it and then you have people on the upper end that it's like it takes forever to find a single match it's super buggy and then it never ends like even remotely close there's always it's always one-sided and now you have to break up the teams and now you're in queue for like and i've seen both sides of it and it's just like obviously the the skill base doesn't work for things like control Oh, I, I when when they first introduced it, I played five games on the day. Um, it was the laggiest. I've it was like as laggy as D one, like when right. it was bad in D one, mm-hmm. and it was just dreadful. And I tried it throughout the season, but I just did not play as much PvP. It wasn't the fact. All right, it's annoying sometimes to you know you can't go and just relax. But right. I don't mind playing people my skill level. It's just right. when they're laggy, that's when it's frustrating because it's like. Oh, I want to have an equal challenge with this person who's at my skill level. I want to beat them, or someone who's better than me. I want to beat this person, and then you lose a gunfight because of the latency or, or something right. like that. And and that's when it's the most frustrating. Right. Okay, so let's talk about the bad thing. Uh, <laughs> is they basically talked about, and obviously we'll talk about the Jolo. The Joe. I don't know. Why I keep saying Jolo. Uh, the Jolo Blackburn. <laughs> kind of rebuttal to this. Um, but ultimately they said, uh, we're not really focusing on making more maps much outside of like one per year. Uh, and they kind of talked about, I, I think people talking about this oversimplified, like I, I know, Scotty, you kind of want to talk about playing devil's advocate. And I, I, this is where I really want you to chime in too. Um, but I, I think people oversimplifying the, re- the rationale is a little bit of like a what's the word I'm looking for kind of disingenuous like they're they're oversimplifying the argument uh yeah. and the, the, you know people are like oh making maps is too hard like no that's not what they're they, that's, yeah that's, that's not, not what, what they're they saying. said they and never I, said I, like oh we we struggle to make maps that are balanced that's right. not that's literally not what they said at all right right and I I think it's uh, bad faith that's the term I'm looking for and maybe it's not yeah. the right term but it's I think it's disingenuous to to oversimplify their rationale because they do go into it pretty heavily. Um, but that being said, it doesn't change the fact that it feels bad um, because it's there. There's kind of two two parties here. There's we want new maps, and then I'm 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 okay with new maps. I'm more in the boat of at a minimum for a stopgap. Can we at least get the old maps ported back? Because that I think yeah. That kind of feels worse than not getting new maps. It's just because, like, here's all these maps that we had. Some of them people really, really liked. I, I'm, I'm kind of neutral in the thing. Like, I don't necessarily hate maps and like some over the other. I just think having more things to play with is just better. Um, and, like, there's two camps there, and and I think no matter what with this explanation it, like they're saying porting old maps is also a resource drain and a lot of work and effort uh and 
it, it just feels bad to read that um, because they said basically it'll take resources away from other groups like making exotic missions and things like that. Yeah. Um, I, I did put a note in here because I, I do really kind of feel this way where I don't like this as an argument when so many things that they make in the game go away after a year or less of playing it. But PvP maps have, if if you keep them in the engine and don't cycle them out, right? Like that's kind of the counter argument to this. Yeah. Have way more staying power, like long term, because they'll stay in the game after that year is up. Whereas yeah. like, now they are bringing exotic missions back now. So that's kind of a, a, you could say a counter to this counter. But for the longest time, like, like, they spent all this time making the zero hour mission or the the whisper of the worm mission and it's it's gone from the game and those are all resources that they they theoretically could have been putting into making maps that stick around but instead they make these things that are on this kind of like short time span and it's like that feels to me and I'm I maybe I'm oversimplifying you come up with the counters but that seems to me like a worse use of resources to make something that's not even going to stay in the game. I agree in terms of, yeah, it, it makes, it doesn't make logical sense and, but it makes money sense why they do that. It does. Um, and ultimately more people play PVE than PVP. And that's yeah. like a core I, thing of it. I will say something quite controversial is that zero hour is very good. Every other exotic mission is mid. I, I I didn't like Whisper when it came out. I thought that was quite boring. Um, and <clears throat> Zero Hour was very good, and I spent a lot of time in that one. But the others since Zero Hour are not that good. Uh, oh. I and kind I, of I, agree. I, no, so I'm I'm with the Whisper mission. I'm not disagreeing with you. Mm. I think it came out at a weird time. It was in- good for the time. Well, I, I was going to say, I, I'm not a fan of it because it's like, I didn't really do it. I, I got Whisper, like, I beat it once, but I didn't do any of the heroic stuff until Forsaken came out. Right. Because I didn't like doing the, the dual primary meta of, like, kind of the, the hectic fights. And I just, I didn't enjoy it that much until we had, like, special weapons back. And then I felt like it yeah. was kind of just more fun. So I, I kind of agree with you. Uh, I do like Zero Hour a lot. I hate the outside wall jumping puzzle with like the panels that collapse in. I hate that part. I, I love with platformers, so I really, I just like the All whole right. thing. I, I, I mean, I'm going to be in a minority there, but no, that's okay. That's okay. But, um, and then let's see. So we've had Presage. I think, I think that's my favorite um, of all of them because it's got such a cool like horror tone. That we I like the lore of it, and yeah. the, the atmosphere is good. I just didn't like how it, the mission played. That's fair. That's fair. It, it felt like there was a lot of backtracking because of the mechanics. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. I think ultimately, though, it's kind of cleverly done, but I, I, I see the argument. I'm trying to think what other exotic missions. Oh, we had the, the Seraph one with the, the going up into another space station, which just felt like part of the Deepstone Crypt raid. Um, and then, oh, we got There's, the, the if, Cabal if you, one. Yeah. If you count that, the Fox Obscura one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I, think I don't know if you can count that. Yeah, it, it, they peaked with, with Zero <laughs> Yeah. I like the beginning of Vox Obscura with, like, the tanks. That was uh, cool. I, I and it's, like that. It, 
I think that was a clever way to reuse part of like the Mars D1 map in kind of a cool way um, where it's like an all out assault with land tanks. I thought it was fun. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of now that I'm thinking about it, I think between Zero Hour and uh, uh, Presage or Presage, I think those are my two favorite as well. I, I'll, no I whisper will, love here. No, whisper. I, <sighs> no. the music is great in whisper. Wow. The music is so good. The music almost makes it entirely. I, I agree. Just... Um, I just it it definitely came out at an important time, and I would say was one of the contributing factors to saving the game. I, I do think the reason a lot of people like it more is because of when it came. Yeah, out. yeah, that's fair. That's valid. And I I'm also just I, was I, mean, not a, I was not a fan of the. It was on a timer, and you had to wait for the public event to do it. That I love the timer. Yeah, no, that but the public perfect. event is it was was the bad idea, but I liked the timer. Well, no, I like the timer. Not, too. not the I timer like of the mission. mission. I like the timer of the mission. Oh. It's the waiting, like the oh, okay, yeah. starting the mission was on a timer. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. 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 So fortunately they that. got rid of that like immediately yeah, exactly. after and with their next one. So. Right, exactly. Kind of the Forsaken era remedied that because I think you could just start it from orbit eventually. It was cool how they introduced it though, that it was a public event. Obviously, someone just would have had to you know, they stumbled upon it. And well, that's, it's, that's cool. It's kind of like how it was in D1 to get the uh, Black Hammer or well, I guess, yes. what? Yes. Yeah. Was it, I remember doing that when they came out. The um, black, the, black Spindle. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Um, I remember and, doing that on the day. And that was. Yeah. yeah. And I did too. And it was super fun and hectic and crazy. And, and it, that also was kind of annoying because you had to wait for. Like you had to go through the whole first part of the heroic mission and then yes. if you didn't get it that night, you had to or that day, then you had to wait a whole like couple weeks for it to come back to rotation. Yeah, you had to wait. Yeah, it was the same yeah. thing with uh, um, with Sleeper as well. Right. Yeah, Sleeper was was kind of a pain at the beginning, and you know, I I think I think ultimately though, with with Taken King, they introduced so many cool things that it was like, yeah, it was okay if you missed it. Didn't it matter. But, yeah. Yeah, but but, uh, but I think like them saying, oh, the maps and yes, taking... going back to the the maps thing. <laughs> I think I, I agree with the point that if the if the balance isn't there, the maps ain't gonna help. Like if say if, right, Jav Four, one of the best maps in the game. If you're playing on that and the gunplay is feeling weird, the meta's really weird at the time. You know, say you're like with Stasis, a new map isn't gonna change how you feel about that. No, yes, you you are correct. Like I, people would have stopped playing a long time ago if Stasis was still in the state that it was when it launched, right? Like that. Yeah, I I do agree, and and there is some value in waiting. Priority of balance and sandbox changes over maps, but at a certain point. Yeah, waiting over a year for a map was yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just it just gets stale. Yeah, um, yes, yes. It's almost at that point where like a bad map would be better than no map because you just want something. Well, no, I, don't, I don't agree with that because it's right because <laughs> you you literally have people going to orbit when it loads into disjunction. Yeah, so, I, Joe, what was oh, really funny is, is it's it's frontier disjunction is the map frontier. It's just mm-hmm. in um, it's just in the Witch Queen. Uh, Throne world uh, aesthetic, but people wanted Frontier back. But I hated Frontier 
as much as I hated Disjunction in Destiny One, they're the same map, but one side is slightly different and a bit. Yeah, no, you're right. And the 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 center has kind of the the trains, and it's got the little like hidden pillar yeah. area, and then there's an elevated side and a yeah. downside. I think the maps are the, 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 is, the spawns are the same. S- how you walk out as well, the doors are in the same position. Yeah, yeah. No, it is. It is almost it just a new coat of paint. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying I, they're, they're reskinning anything. Like they made that from the ground up. That's obvious, um, right? But, but it's it, the shape. It feel. It still just feels bigger, and it it might just be like a movement. It is bigger. No, it, yeah. it, it is bigger. Yeah, definitely is bigger. I think, it would I think, have had to have been. Yeah, I think just that's the the biggest problem is disjunction feels bigger and more open. I think I think you still accomplish parts of the other map by have. It feels kind of claustrophobic because the walls on one side are there, so you can't like. I don't know. I don't know. It just, yeah. I, but yes, uh, I, yes, having one new map a, month, a year feels bad. And I think, I think the, the argument here, while valid in terms of like resource cost, and, you know, it's, it, we're at the point where we know they're working on Marathon. We know, or we, I think there's theory that there's another IP at some point. So we don't know. And they already are, announced it. Oh, did they? Um, yeah, they put up a post on Bungie. Put up a post on Instagram saying about they've got a new game. It's a MOBA platform life sim frog game. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. So they a MOBA life sim. Um, that's a platformer. Um, and and frog <laughs> frog game. Uh, that sounds quite interesting. Yeah, I, wow. I would like to see a trailer before I even form an opinion. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah. All of yeah. that to say, right? They're they're turning. The whole Destiny team into three separate groups. Well, so, right. The, the thing with this is, Marathon's been in development for a while, right? And probably this other game has. The changes of with Marathon and, and moving people around would have happened a long time ago. They wouldn't. It's not like oh, we've announced Marathon, right? Destiny people, you're going over there. That's probably been the like this game's probably been in incubation for a long time and it's been right. in development for a long time so i imagine True. that um these people have been off the game since beyond light probably i'd like it's not it's not like we hit final like for final shape they went right these people aren't working on it anymore like i, right. I think people have in their head that marathon's only recently started taking people away from destiny or something that would have happened a long time ago right one and i think what beyond light is when the major kind of engine overhaul came out right that's when we vaulted a bunch of maps and vaulted content right and that's that was almost in a way a bunch of the team vaulting themselves off the, the like i i think that's probably when they they did it they there may have been a bunch of tools that were set up and things yeah. that were put into place and the engineering team is like all right, this is what we're giving you. We got to go start working on Marathon yeah. now and all these games other people. Take, games take a long time. And right. I, people, I think people in, in not just the Destiny community online need to realize that they take a long time. Right. Um, telling people and being transparent about it is quite hard because then you get criticism right. of it. Like Anthem was in development for, what, six or seven years. Right. Um, and obviously stuff changes. But right. Marathon would have been in development, I imagine, for probably about two to maybe three years pushing it. So, yeah, yeah it would have been for a while. Well, I think there's sure. there's an interview recently that came out with um, 
on a podcast. I'm blinking on his name right now. He's, Is it he's kind of Barrett. Christopher Barrett. Yeah, and he. Yeah, I remember seeing the notes from there. Right, and it it I think people have basically concluded that after Forsaken launched, he moved over to Marathon. Yeah, uh, he won't confirm that obviously, but that kind of there seems to be like the all the stars kind of align with like he was director for Forsaken, and then he wasn't really on the scenes of any destiny stuff after that and no, so no. that's kind of like okay that's probably when he shifted over and so yeah i mean that first thing came out what 2018 yeah. so that's kind of telling you how long that they've been working on it so yeah it's not games games aren't like oh next year we're gonna launch this game we haven't even started on it it right. takes a while and the people who are making pvp maps who supposedly would have left them often like in some community you know the community's eyes that would have happened years ago. Right. It just, I think the, the general sentiment, and I, I, this is kind of how I feel about it, is it fundamentally just feels bad that here's, here's Destiny, your cash cow, that mm. there's a lot of devoted fans and there's a lot of PvPers, whether or not it's a competitive PvP game and like that ship has sailed, like we're not having that conversation the fact of the matter is there's a lot of people that play PvP and Trials yes. and give a lot of, and and it feels bad to not get any attention or love on that for what feels like years in terms of oh, like, yeah. like and that that's that's just like the main I would say core sentiment is like people are paying a lot of money and and whether or not you want to look at it from there's a I don't remember what YouTuber it was um but they 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 basically kind of framed like different users of of destiny and the fact of the matter is there's people that pay for every expansion so grenade that they have Jake. access to, yeah, exactly. yeah. right so that they have true. access to trials and it's like yes technically like you're not monetizing pvp in this game right you're not paying for expansions that come with map no. packs like we used to but the fact is you're charging people to play trials and there's some people that explicitly really only play this game for trials so you're inadvertently charging, charging people for pvp yeah. to play yeah. this game mode so like you kind of have to acknowledge that there there are a group of people that are paying for pvp in this and that yeah. and that the resources need to go into that outside of just sandbox changes and i think yeah. that's and I, yeah, it was Grenader Jake who came out with that whole long thing. And he he summed it up really, really well. And I think maybe kind of what I said echoes a lot of what he said. Um, I'm not trying to like steal his words. I, I think I think this I just I heard a lot of different feedback from a lot of different peoples. And that's kind of like how I'm trying to summarize the feeling of all of these things. But it's like, yeah, you're, you're charging people for trials. So you're charging people for PvP when it's yes. the end game PvP. So you can't say that we're not monetizing because that's like the whole thing that that's another thing that i think people are kind of disingenuous is like well they don't put resources in it because you can't charge for pvp and it's like well they kind of are and i don't know if that's a valid argument it's this is where it gets messy and i don't like i hate talking yeah, about this kind of stuff but it's, it's not like, it's still black and white it's just exactly exactly and i think i think the problem is people are trying to oversimplify some of these sentiments and this is not a, a hit at any content creator or anyone in the community i think it's just it just it just feels bad to spend all of this time and money and and resource your own resources into playing this game and to not get any any kind of like map once in a while just sucks. Yeah. 
and then the the one th- in before the big gap of maps was uh, oh, I forgot the name of it the the Shadow Keep one. I know people are like the fact that we never got a map on Europa is like what like it it's so bizarre. I, you know, I, I can has a guess as to why we didn't. What's I want to hear your um, thought. I I think Europa the whole map was made with the weather system attached to it. Oh. So you'd oh. have to go in and decouple the the weather, the dynamic weather with the environment. So you couldn't have the dynamic weather in a PvP game, could you? Because that would just piss it. I mean, it pissed me off. Right. But, um, I'm not making up excuses, but I I imagine that like, the environment is coupled right. with the... Um, I'm not saying they can't, but it would probably just take them longer. <laughs> But well, it's 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 almost kind of like uh, what's the what's the first D1 trials map that we got that's on Mercury um, burnout. Oh, burnout. Yeah. And like the whole back map has the sun oh, like, yeah. blasting in the face and like thematically it's really cool, but it it kind of sucks to spawn opposite that side because you're just getting blinded by it. So it's like when yeah. they brought it to D2, you know, they made it thematically work with like the future well, version of Mercury. They used, also... the ba- they used the background from the, the dark future. Right. And I, and I love that because it, it fixes that problem, but it also yeah. kind of works like thematically. So, yeah. And I imagine that the reason it was made like that in D1 was just because, Oh, it's, that's it's Mercury. The Merc- yeah. That's the yeah. Mercury, you know, say wallpaper as we'll call it. Right. Um, and, that's what we had. Right. And it works because it also like when you're loading into the lighthouse, right? And you first land and you look and you're yeah. like blinded, right? Like yes. all, yeah, it, I get it and it works great. And like, but yeah, it, it definitely. I, I imagine that. it would just take them longer time to do it. Maybe right. they are doing it right now. It would be right. But, all right. Yeah. So uh, we talked about PVP. Let's talk about Gambit real quick. Uh, I think this is, this is the one that also ultimately did not get addressed by. I guess we're done. Uh, then we'll Gambit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so so we you know we kind of talked about how they're like they're changing the whole uh, seasonal or the ritual playlist changes, and yes. this really feels like a response to. So basically, we are we are going to get the Dreaming City map back during Final Shape. I don't remember what it's called, uh, and then they're introducing Lucent Hive and Shadow Legion as enemies, which means like all the kind of bugs that go along with, or not bugs, but kind of features <laughs> that go along with them. Uh, also during Final Shape, that's great. Uh, I do like they, that. They said, ultimately, we're not going to give you any other maps, at least in the any foreseeable future. Uh, and there's really no future plans to update Gambit in any meaningful way. Uh, specifically, they quote said uh, they, they made those changes in Witch Queen and it, quote, did not move the, meet- the needle for player engagement. Um, and so they basically are like giving up on Gambit. Um, the the term self-fulfilling prophecy has been used a lot because yeah. uh and I and I think it's totally valid. I kind of feel that way too when I first read it, where it's like, so you're not gonna do anything about it, and then you're surprised that no one's playing it. I, I know what they you, should do for Gambit to make well I don't think it make more people play it, maybe a bit, but it would it would fix balance issues. Um you know People would probably hate this as well at the same time. You know, with the um, the the master equivalent of raids in early D two, I forgot what they were called. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And you had to use a specific weapon in each slot. Oh, like lo- fixed loadouts. Yeah, because 
that worked in the test for Gambit. Like when everyone went and play tested Gambit, it was oh you can only use bygones and this right. shotgun. You know the Gambit weapons that were available at the time, and people really enjoyed that. So maybe if they did that, it would help. But it probably I, just annoy people. Kind of like that idea. I think as long as you change it up like once a week to prevent it from getting stagnant. Maybe every day. I'd say do it every day. Oh, every day. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I think that that's a cool idea. I don't know what, again, like what does that take in terms of resources to to imp, like implement? I don't know. But so, like it, something like that where, yeah, you have kind of fixed loadouts and it, it forces you, oh, today you have to run a hand cannon and a, a auto rifle, but you get to run LMGs for your heavy, you know, so it's like, okay, well, how does that? Yeah, and I think, I think the only problem with that, it breaks the philosophy of, oh, I've got this cool gun in this, I can take it into anything I want, but I think it would make, it would fix the balance issues with Gambit. Sure. Right. I, yeah, I guess we'll never know though. No. Uh, uh, It's gone. Abandoned. It's It's gone. It's gone. So I, I, there's, you know, there's a couple different things here. Uh, I think, so they, they obviously made it so it's not a requirement to play the ritual playlist. I think that's only going to tank the numbers even more, yes, which will. there are there are devoted people. There's a guy in my clan that every season he get he guilds his gambit title like the first two weeks. And yeah, like that's same that's with his mine. thing. He's super yeah. into it. And like it's just going to be less people doing that now. Um, I I will say. It's it. Like the counter I kind of wanted to come up with and, and Scotty feel free to, to devil's advocate stuff with here is like they they made it so you don't have to play it anymore and I, I think people wanted that because there's some people that still just fundamentally hate Gambit Um, it's still there if you want to play it and like have a good time with let's say you got three other buddies and it's just you want to do that instead of a raid Um, and I, I will say the last time we had a state of the game and I even made jokes about this, like you did a control F and there was no, the word gambit wasn't even brought up once in that previous. And so everyone was like calling for it. If, if gambit's dead, at least tell us that it's dead. And they, they did that, right? Like this, this is pretty much the nail in the coffin. So they, they did at least tell us that it's dead. Uh, but I think with this, the the reason it was such negatively or so negatively received is because they it felt like they kind of put it on us as the reason that it's being killed. But it's like, no, you're not. Again, this is the resource constraints. You're not putting resources into it. You're not changing it in any meaningful way that induces engagement. Right. You You made a change a year and a half ago. That yes, they did. Tu- they it. did touch a lot of things, and they 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 bring that up. I think that that's a valid thing that should also be addressed. Is they they say, look, we we address this, we address this. We talked about we we fixed invaders, we changed this. Like we did stuff in in almost every facet of Gambit, but you guys didn't like it. But I think it warrants more than once every eighteen months doing something. Yeah, I think they just, yeah. they don't care enough to right to try again. They were like, you I mean, know, it was, we it, it was like it was an experiment originally, anyway. And I, and I, I think yep. the problem is, is I don't really know. Like, I think how they went about it is like the not the absolute best they could have done. But sure, I don't really know what else you could have done to get. I agree. 
people to play it. Right. Because it's... And I don't... I, I just think it's a difficult thing. And I, I think they probably tried a lot of stuff behind the scenes as well. And then that just didn't make it out of the door. Right. But ultimately wouldn't have mattered it anyway. Yeah. And I yeah, and sure. people people just rag on it. Every literally everyone in the community just vote, vote it, vote it, vote it, vote it. And right. then they say, Oh, we're not gonna do anything meaningful, and then people throw a hissy fit. And I know there is valid reason for that, but it was like come on for like the past two years you've been asking them to vault Gambit. They said they're not really doing anything with it, like they're gonna take right. you know, they're not gonna focus resources on it, and now people are kicking up a fuss. It- but exactly. They were putting effort in when people wanted them to vote 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 it. Right. That's the that's the part I don't get. Is when they yeah, did yeah. all the changes at Witch Queen and then when they made Gambit Prime and stuff like that and they changed that or people going, Oh, just get rid of it. Don't don't spend your time and resources on it. Do something else. And now that they're doing that, everyone's all sad about it. Yeah. No, I exactly I think it's you could kind of just say people are just looking for things to get angry about. Um, and I, like I said, like last time we had a state of the game, people just wanted an acknowledgement that Gambit was dead. And then yeah, now that, that we're weird. getting it, people are mad. It's like, well, but this, this is what you wanted. Again, I think <laughs> yeah. the delivery of it is why, right? If yeah. they were just like, look, we were just not feeling Gambit anymore. We don't want to put more time into it. Like if they showed us numbers where it's like, look, 15% of you play it. And the other 85 don't even touch it every week. Like, that doesn't make sense to us to put time in. It's kind of the same thing when they were bringing up vaulting, like, planets, right? Where it's like, this takes up 30% of the game, but it only 5% of engagement per week is done on here. Yeah, like, like 10 people went to patrol on Titan last week. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, that doesn't make sense for us to keep putting resource. And I think if they delivered it more in a context like that, I think it would have gone over... But it's like I I interpreted it like when I first read it, almost like a personal attack. It's like, no, you guys aren't playing it, so that's why we're killing it. It's like, well, we're not playing it because you're not doing anything with it. But yeah, like that's that, and that's the that's the part where everyone kind of brings up the self fulfilling prophecy. And but I, I mean, the fact of the matter is, they're putting a new map, they're putting new enemy types in. Maybe maybe that's like a subtle experiment. And if if tons of people are are engaging and it showed, like, look, just adding one more map brought half the player base back. I did, I did like, like the Dreaming City map, to be fair. Yeah, I did too. Like, like and, and, you know, they are, they are doing something and they are acknowledging that it's dead. I think the part that always bothered me is they're calling it a, a quote-unquote core playlist, but they haven't done anything to it in the same way that they've done Strikes or Hell. Even the love that PvP gets relative to Gambit is like way more. Um, yeah. And so I think that's there's, the part There's more that variety there because... Gambit is like it's a very niche it thing, is. isn't it? Like strikes is strikes, PvP is PvP, but then the right. Gambit is its own thing that isn't really in other games. So right. it's quite a, it's quite a niche thing there. Right. So I well, I'm okay with it. To fundamentally. Play devil's advocate. Yeah, here comes Scotty. I, Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's hard to criticize their decision to not put resources into Gambit when I personally have no idea what I would do to it to make it more fun anyways. Yeah. Because it's like, I mean, I really don't know what you would do. And so I understand that no one's... I mean, they they did give a pretty fair attempt back then to try and revitalize it. And it... Yeah. Just, I don't know what else you do, you know? it's Other than the loadout things I said, I generally don't know how you would make it interesting. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm right there with you. I think, you know, we talked about this like offline of, I think all of us kind of liked the Gambit Prime thing. Like I, I loved yeah. the idea of, because I thought this was something they were experimenting with and they were going to try in other things of actually having kind of set armor um, to to sort of like reference like Diablo three, where each each in each additional piece of armor that you wear as part of that set gives you like some kind of increasing bonus to the point where it's almost like game breaking. Um, I thought that that was kind of cool because everyone had access to it in Gambit Prime. So if you want, like I liked playing Slayer. Uh, I think mm. that's what it's called when you just killed everything or Reaper. Was that Reaper Slayer? I don't remember. Reaper was the invader. Oh, that's Slayer. okay. Slayer was the kill everything. Right. Yeah. And I liked killing everything because it like you had the bonus where like the <laughs> moats would stay around longer. And like if you killed certain things, you generate ammo. Like I loved that idea. And I liked that the invader would get like an overshield and like an ammo buff thing. I, did, it's, like, I did just think of something. It would take a lot of effort. And maybe some people in the raid community wouldn't like it. Um, I've already thought of negatives anyway. But what if you made it like the 30th anniversary stuff you know like dares where instead of having a generic taken boss the bosses that spawn are all greatest hits of destiny and they have slightly different things you have to do to kill them that aren't that hard to do you know that right. any old person could do you know oh um Vaz to arc spawned in kill these turrets to get rid of his shield um right Nizarak spawned in kill these tormentors you well, know. that's kind of the thing is like to make it cool and interesting, you'd have yeah. to almost fundamentally rework Gambit yeah. or like pour a right. lot of effort into it to actually fix right. it, I feel like. And I, and I think just people are not about it. Like, that's the, what I mean. The, the way you make it more interesting is you make it harder, but then the core people would just complain and exactly just wouldn't know how to do it. Right. And I because I think there's there's still a large group of people that do not like any kind of PVP thing and don't even like Gambit because there's an invader, right? There's so a large like, group of people who pick up 15 moats when you only need to put one more in. Exactly. <laughs> I, well, exactly, right. And you, you I, I know it sounds mean, but like some, you just can't fix stupid with certain people oh. where it's like, they, like, yeah. And, and that's all, it's always been a game mode where you do way better if you're in a group of, of four or three other people and versus like solo queuing is always painful. Like it's, 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 it's a niche activity that is fun to do once in a while. Ultimately, shouldn't be taken seriously. But if if you expect the same level of engagement every season that you do from Strikes and Crucible, then I would want more resources put into it. And ultimately, that's what yeah. they're doing, right? They're kind of decoupling it from the core playlist. And as long I'm okay with that as long as you stop calling it a core activity and stop putting like things like the ornaments attached to it and and forcing you to play the same four maps over and over again. That's where I yeah. kind of get frustrated with it. Like I'm okay with it dying, but just stop calling it a core activity and and expecting the same game time as you would a strike or a crucible match. And and it created a, a large like a lot of people talked about it online, you know, you had people who don't have, you know, don't post destiny stuff, they were talking about it, you know, people who just play it there in their free time you know you got right. like moist critical talking about it and that's more you know quote unquote mainstream youtube um and then that's where you get the problem of people not looking at it at, like people taking it out of context as well about the you know it's too difficult 
to make map. That's right. not what they said. Right. Um, and yeah, I, it didn't help Gambit's case at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it was disingenuous to kind of like oversimplify what they said in there. Um, so, yeah, no, I but it's just the yeah, Gambit is it's just a it is what it is. Um, all right. So the last thing we should talk about is armor. Um, yes. because at, I think it was during like the Witch Queen state of the game they came out or one point said every year it was beyond light. It was it beyond light. Yeah. Every yeah. year we're going to have a new ritual armor set that you can get. It's going to be it's going to be the same armor like shape, but it's going to have like different decals. If it's Luke, Luke Smith said it, Luke Smith said it. Oh, was so. it Luke? That, yeah, yeah. Like that's how long ago it was, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And so uh, we got like what they called it, like the cinder pinion set, like it was awful. Two years ago, it, it was it the was, ugliest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it kind of looked like a, a stormtrooper that went through like a trash compactor. I, 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 um, I'm, I, you know what? When they said they weren't doing them anymore, I went, "All right, okay, good." They were awful. Right. People go, "I'll put more effort in." It's like, yeah, but I don't. I think the reason why people don't wear ritual stuff, regardless of what it looked like, is because of how accessible it is. People like wearing stuff that is rare or that right. not everyone sees and weird combinations there's right. one piece of ritual armor that i wear which is from uh which is the ornament of the s season two or season uh or technically season one of curse of osiris's crucible chest piece with the feathers that go down the back oh Not the, hairs, okay. the feathers i sometimes have that on because i like that okay but every well, other we... piece of of ritual armor in destiny 2 and sort of destiny 1 has been the common thing and no one wants to wear the common armor everyone wants to wear raid trials dungeon because it looks it it not everyone has it you know blueberry right. dave in the corner doesn't have that so regardless of if they made it the best looking thing in the game i still think no one would wear it i agree i fully agree it's always been about that like prestigeness of it all obviously it's everyone not wants to it's wear not look wise cool. i mean for me a lot of it is because I don't give a shit of how rare the armor is. If it looks cool, I will wear it. But mm. a lot of people will not wear stuff. People don't wear emblems if they're common. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's not 100%. just it's not just cos like it's it's all cosmetics. If it's easily accessible, people do not want to wear it. Uh, obviously, guns are different because whatever's meta, people use. But armor when it comes to armor people will not wear even in d1 i liked some of the vendor armor but people did not wear it because it's not rare yeah i kind of agree with you except for i don't know how many hunters i've seen wear the the capeless hood that's like a white quality oh yeah yeah class item that's that but that's like that's more just like a trend where i, so, I hate yeah, to say and there's so many trend. There's so many hunters that all look exactly the same, right? They wear yes. that one set of gauntlets that you could buy from Eververse and they wear like there's a certain pair of pants and they all look identical yep. and they all yep. wear like all white shaders and they wear stompies and it's like, all right, yeah. So you look like 8,000 other hunters I've seen today. So yeah, that's a bag on hunters. Sorry, Scotty. But like all of them look the same. <laughs> uh, but I, I tend to agree with you. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and ultimately, this was something brought up more also with the Joe Blackburn. I'm saying his name really slowly, so I don't say Jalo anymore. Um, but, you know, they, they obviously have an aesthetic theming around different tiers of armor. Yeah. This one, this is also a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy thing where it's like they're saying 
oh, well, no one uses this armor and no one turns it into transmog items. And it's like, well, yeah, because it's a it's ugly. I agree it with that. that. That armor set, the one you mentioned, the scuba diver with the right. hunter like a scuba. That was, yeah. what, that was the most awful thing I've yeah, seen. I, I don't <laughs> know who made that. Yeah, it's it's terrible. And ultimately, it has it's always terrible stats. So it's like, yeah, maybe you maybe you use it when you're first playing the game and unlocking the like, that, level. That's what they, they openly said that's what that's for. Right. Well, they said that in the, the Joe Blackburn thing, yeah, but like yeah. they use that as an argument to to drive why they don't want to like update it. It's like, well, people aren't using it. Yeah, because it's bad stats like you can go and run a dungeon and get 60 level armor versus 48 level armor the, like, main, the main good criticism of it is you know that i agree with is that look they didn't communicate it that was the main right. problem yeah and that's and 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 i think people are upset about it ultimately because it comes back to well it's the principles of the matter you said yeah. you were going to do this once a year and then you didn't and you didn't communicate it yeah and i it's the same thing people are just going to be mad to be mad and I I do see the argument, but it, it's kind of the same thing where they're they're putting it feels like they were putting the blame on us where it's like, well, you guys aren't using this armor. It's like, have you seen it? Like it doesn't it doesn't shade well. It doesn't match with other sets <laughs> like you can't mix it in with other things and have it look decent. Still branded. Exactly. So it's like you and and I know people and I, I will say, well, we'll get to the Joe Blackburn thing shortly, but it, it's just like. It's the principles of the promise. Like that's that's what it came down yeah, to. That, yeah, yeah. But right. I, I, I can see when when he said, "Oh, look, this is what we focus on." Right. Stop focusing on this. I could tell that. I think actually, the last two raid armor sets are very, very good, and they I are. can tell a lot more stuff has been put into them. Yes, they are. They are more unique than anything else. And and he also in the, the yeah. tweet kind of referenced the uh, the Watcher armor, the all the kind of the cowboy stuff. I'm yeah. not a fan of it fundamentally because I think it looks kind of stupid. I still don't have the cowboy hat. I'm, I, get, I still don't have it. I, I get why people like it. Um, yes. And I it totally plays into the, the fantasy part of the game, and I, I get it. Uh, but it definitely, like, yeah, resources had to go into that to make it look badass. Um, and I, I'll also say, like, I think that we get more than enough armor every season. Like, it, just in the season pass alone, right, we get two unique sets, right? You get, like, kind of the yeah. base armor, and then you get the free armor ornament. Well, not free, but you get the armor ornaments. But, like, there's only so many ways you can change the look of your guardian every day that, like, constitutes needing another ritual set of armor to, like, <laughs> throw in the mix. That you're, like, again, the, the stats are terrible. Like, if you got artifice armor you're just dismantling every piece of armor that you get from like shacks. But again, it's the principles of it and the way that they tried to pin it on us. Kind of like the gambit thing. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I dismantle every bit of armor I get. I have like this perfect build right. of in PVP and I, I literally don't change it. And right. I've had it for years and I don't. Uh, I, yeah. So I, most stuff I just dismantle. Right. But yeah. Rich, you know, the stuff from the vendors that is it is bad. The, the the roles are bad, and it's just stepping stone armor. It shouldn't be in some ways, but I get why it is. Oh, and I I it is what it is. I I get why it's there. It's just the argument, the way it was presented, and I think yes, 
And I think ultimately that's a great transition into the Joe Blackburn tweet that he came out with last. Was it this week? I don't know anymore. Uh, I think it was was this week. It was a couple days ago. But he basically started off by saying like, we, I I interpreted it as like, we worded things poorly because they're so down in their heads are down in the sand, trying to get the final shape going. And it probably should have gone through a few more proofreads because I think just fundamentally the way some of this information was delivered is what made it so like, that's why I think why the community responded. I think, I think all of the information could have been presented in the exact same way with all the, all the same bad news. But if you had worded things differently, I don't think it would have had such a, a negative. Yeah consequence I, and I, I do i will say as well this it, this video was very genuine as well you can it, tell was, it, yeah, it was yeah it was it was very exposed it looks like he'd gone right i i need to do this this wasn't like oh, all right you know pr whatever right but i feel like he took it upon himself like the pr people didn't go oh you need to talk about it i feel like he was right. like i want to talk about it myself right um and i yeah yeah I do think that that was the case. And he I can tell he cares about the game. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I think there's there's a lot of community sentiment that like Joe Blackburn is a he plays Destiny. He cares about yes. this IP. He wants it to be the best that it can be. He just got I, and I, I, I had an incident at work this week that was kind of not quite the same thing, but I had my head in the sand and I signed off on something that I shouldn't have, and it kind of bit me in the ass, and it was nobody's fault but mine. <laughs> but it was because I didn't give it the attention and love, and I didn't proofread it enough, and it ended up, I was the one that had to pay for it, and and so it's like, it, I, that, it kind of feels to me that's what it was, where it's like, he probably should have read it a couple more times, and didn't, because I can only imagine how busy he is with, you know, we're six months away from Final Shape, like this, and and with how... With how Lightfall was received, I think they probably had to do a big 180 on some of the things that they were ever maybe planning on doing. And that that just means that's more work that they have to do between now and, and February to get this right. Yeah. So I, I, I think it was really good of him to do that and just like, here's just throw it out on the table and be very open. I get the feeling that he, yeah, he probably had to go to his boss and say, Hey, I need to do this. Here's the things that we're going to we're going to change. Uh, and are, are you cool with me doing this? Because I got to say something because like, I like, believe his boss is Luke Smith. And is his I boss? Luke? OK, yeah, I think because Luke Smith is in charge of destiny as a whole. Like it's the IP. I think you're right. Yes, that's his job now. But yeah, he, and, he probably... and the, I forgot on who the other person was. I'm very sorry. Right. But... But yeah, you're probably right. It probably was a, a a lateral move against PR. Like they probably had to look at the video to make sure he didn't say anything like fundamentally like damning. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to we're going to set the bungee building on fire or something like mm-hmm. obviously he didn't say anything like that, but they probably had to review. But it looked like it was one clean take, right? It didn't look like there was, was. Cuts or edits. Was, yeah. And, you know, I think it was all just out on the table. I mean, the fact that he almost called it the twab also was rad yes. instead of the twid. Uh, and I mean, people were going, oh, it's all stage. And it's like, He's no. not an actor. He's a no. game director. That's not in his job to do something like right. this, really. Yeah, yeah. It, it felt genuine and real and came from a spot where I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of what I think is going on in his head. 
I should have read this more. I should have stepped in and changed some things. And now we have to pay for the consequences of it. And I need to make things right because it's it's probably if if they didn't address things, it probably would have affected the bottom line of pre-orders of Final Shape. Yeah. Right. Like because because well, once once they announce it and once the pre-orders become available on Tuesday, right, all they're going to do is compare it to last season and the season before and the season before and having a state of the game come out like this and not have some kind of follow up probably would have hurt the numbers a little bit. I'm I'm glad that he said that the reveal like it's for everyone. Right. But fine detail stuff that, you know, more you know, hardcore players, you know, say like the Zuri work. Right. They will come after. They won't be in the reveal. So there's going to be other stuff to talk about. Because I'm glad that he said that because that's a given. I feel like for me that's a given. They're not going to sit there and talk about specific vendor changes that would normally right. be in, you know, like a weekly update. Right. But people were expecting stuff like that. It's, right. Yeah, um, no, he right, like you said, he wants to cast it to the the widest net possible. He wants to get everyone in the community excited, the people that maybe have taken some time off, like you yeah. know, the people that want to just see how this ends. Like this is the time for it to really matter and to to and and I think it's cool. I I think setting expectations uh, for what his response was going to be setting expectations for the showcase, just again, throwing it all on the table was it went a long way for good graces. Um, and I almost when he first started talking, I half expected him just to elaborate more on like, like, I, I will say fundamentally, I was not expecting him to say we're going to put together a tiger team for PVP and we're going to basically come out with a bunch of free maps. Um, I was I was not expecting that when he he came out. And I I, no, I, no. I think that was and then there's a bunch of people that are like, well, they were planning that all along and they wanted to kind of build hype. So, you know, no, no news is bad news. And like, you know, gets their name out because there's all these people making YouTube videos, like you said, that aren't even part of the Destiny community of like them saying making maps is too hard. And then they're going to be like, well, we're going to make new maps. Oh, look at that. Like, I don't think there's some like, that was not part of it at all. That was clearly yeah. not part of it at all. And right. I think that, oh, yeah, I was very surprised that he said that. I, yeah. I, I was, I was, I mean, what was funny was seeing all the, you know, a prior day to that, you know, everyone on YouTube and on all socials going, oh, it's over. Destiny oh, is dead. And right. then he goes, yeah, we do map packs. And all the same people are like, I saved. PVP is saved. Right, oh, exactly. Um, well, that, I am kind of sick of that whiplash. That oh, yeah. No, that just, that just goes to show the, the volatility of all of this, right? Where it, yeah. in, in, in a single day, you can go from screw Destiny, I'm never touching this game again, to like, who was it that said all it takes is one like 30 second trailer? There's, there's like a famous quote someone said at some point. Was it maybe it was Asmogold? I don't know. I'm not trying to give credit to some, but someone made a comment like that where it's like all it takes is a one 30 second cinematic to completely change sales and trail. Like, right. People are already freaking out about the little teaser that we got. That's like 10 yeah. seconds long of a of a hunter putting a, a throttle it, down it, on his ship. Yeah, right? And it was it was like a mirror close up of of the witness doing his eyebrows in the morning. Right. Exactly. Right. Like, his eyebrow. Our our I love our community, but they are so so willing to just sway in any direction and like you said the whiplash where it's like do you hate this game or not because i think i think you 
it, it yeah it just gets annoying to people to don't know that. what they want they people exactly. really don't know what they want and right. it, it, that that's the part of the community that i don't like or just right. in general of communities where people are so volatile of right oh, i hate this hard oh, you know at, right uh, and well, then, also, it, it gets hits too right where it's like if yeah, you, can make, yeah. if you can make a response video that's like let's hate bungie today people are going to click on it and then tomorrow it's I mean, like there, let's are, whole, there are whole channels i won't name names but there's a few channels right. based based on that right exactly um, and, and they have i think they have very poor takes but yeah it's so it's so crazy that they said oh yeah we're gonna do map packs and i don't i don't think it was planned i think joe and probably them turned around and went right this is something we obviously need to focus on like right it's evident yeah. now and, and then yeah <laughs> and that that actually feels like this is my this is my conspiracy theory i'll put my my tinfoil hat on I wonder if maybe this is something that Joe has been vying for for a long time of we because I think he's a PvP guy quite a bit. I think he does like PvP. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if selfishly he's like, we should put more maps in this game and maybe Luke Smith or whoever, whoever's above him, who's calling the who's calling the shots for budget is like, no, we can't monetize maps. We're not, you know, like I'm 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 not trying to name names. I'm just, you know, and. I think then, it would be more of a like a um, like a more of a stock higher up thing. I know exactly. Think like, yeah, yeah. more to do with like financial stuff. But yeah, right. yeah, I I think Luke Smith also likes PvP too. But anyway, you know, it's like he probably did this, or you know, maybe maybe he it was even a. I think I I called it self sabotage when we were talking in the chat before this of like yeah maybe he purposely left that in there so the community would get really pissed off. And then he can use that as ammunition of being like, you see, I told you we need more maps. And then they're like, fine, just whatever you need. Tell them you're going to make a map pack like like yeah. he, like he purposely. Uh, that's that's my conspiracy theory, because I think he's a pretty PvP heavy guy. Yeah. Yeah. And and he he probably wants maps just as much as we do. But, you know, had had to kind of use this as an excuse to drive, you know, because uh, they didn't they didn't do it with Gambit. Uh, they they only did it with Crucible. He, did, as a he didn't mention Gambit. Yeah, he did. I know. I love that. <laughs> yeah, he didn't mention Gambit again in the the state response. So I love it um, if he went Gambit. It's Jova. This is it's not yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We heard your feedback. We're just gonna take Gambit out of the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I I think I think it it went a long way to get sympathy back, or not to get sympathy, but to get to to get trust back. Um, I think there's still a lot of a-holes in the community that are like tired of this and oh he's gonna tell us this map pack just like they told us we were gonna get armor every year and then they're we, gonna go we, back. We on are it, like, we are getting the free the free Eververse armor as well. Yeah, I, and I am I'm calling it that we get a crossover armor set as well. Interesting. Okay. I I, I could I see that. that. Um I've I've been, I've been, I've been lot, yeah. hoping and and guessing that the next or eventually we'll get a it's less likely now because of xbox buying um activision blizzard but i've got a feeling we might get the uh overwatch crossover thing because they do crossovers now right i could and see the, that the timing of their next one would line up with this showcase yeah i could see that yeah we are due for like some kind of crossover um yeah. but uh i want my to... i want my cade six McCree or Cassidy skin like that's <laughs> I want that oh yeah because you play Overwatch quite a bit I do yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, I well, and both games are in a in an interesting state in the community, but we move. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. We don't need to talk. We don't need to talk about Overwatch right now. That's uh, no, no. Or or oh, Blizzard that, uh, or Blizzard for that I'm, matter. I'm but. putting money on that's going to be a crossover at some point. That'd be cool. I could see that. Um, but uh, yeah. So then, yeah, you brought up the other thing that Luke Luke Smith, Joe Blackburn. <laughs> I'm terrible with names right now. Um, that he basically said, yeah, we're going to put the because we didn't communicate the the and they they kind of go into the philosophy, the design philosophy, all the different tiers yeah. of armor. And basically like, hey, if we want cool cowboy stuff, we're not going to give you new ritual armor that you're not going to use anyway. Um, <laughs> and like, he didn't say it like that. I'm, I, that was disingenuous of me. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but, you know, he's basically <laughs> saying, yeah, we're, we, we want to put more time and effort and resources into making this armor look badass. And it does. And I'll even say like a lot of the seasonal ornaments that we get are very cool, especially Season of the Deep with kind of like the flowing fish fins and stuff like that. It, it, it. It defines a type of fantasy design that I'm sure some people are super into. So the armor looks great. So I get that them being like, we decided we're not going to do ritual armor anymore, you know, and we should have communicated to that. And so we're going to give you a free set from Eververse. I think that's really good. I think that is a Band-Aid problem because I think one of the other major arguments that people brought up about armor is like, yeah, you can't make one ritual set every year but you can come out with a new Eververse set every season. Um, and and ultimately, I don't like talking about silver and microtransactions because I personally hate them. Um, but it's yeah. one of those things where you're no, the community is never going to agree on it or or never going right. to come to a I, I will I'll pay I'll play the business advocate like it's this is it's obvious. This is how it works. I mean, it works with anything, right? Right. That costs money. All the armor costs money to make. Right. The money, the reason we get more Eververse armor and, well, ritual, uh, not ritual, but like stuff for raids and right. dungeons is because people pay for those things. Right. That's just how it, because you have to pay the people who make them. Exactly. Not, haha, we're greedy money. It's, I mean, there's going to be that. Um, but the people who make the armor, they need to be paid. Exactly. And, and and that's, you know, the dungeon armor, the raid armor, all that really cool armor that isn't bought through silver, you still pay for that because right. you're paying for the content and you get the right. armor with it. So you're still paying for that. Right. Silver, the silver buying, you know, the other stuff, that's just a direct purchase to ornaments. Right. And I, the, the, the only kind of rebuttal I'll say to that is if you are making this a quote-unquote free-to-play game, I think you need to have enough substance in there. Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Like, if, if you get one set of armor, like, if you're just a strictly free-to-play player and you only get one set of armor from playing, like, Crucible or, or Strikes, you're not going to really engage with the content that long. Now, that being no. said, I'm also going to immediately contradict myself and offer up the fact that Vault of Glass and King's Fall are both free to free-to-play players, and that armor is fantastic even if it's even if it's from d1 like those are all weapons and, and armor that you get for free by playing the game if you if you play those activities so there is still i would say aspirational armor that you can earn for free that's in the game that looks great um yeah. but it just kind of like you know they they advertise this as a free-to-play game but it just like it feels like there's so little offerings in terms of like the free 
aspect of the game that it doesn't really feel free to play. I know people use the kind of cheeky like, oh, it's free to try. Um, but I, I have not not paid for content in this game since day one. So I don't know what a free account looks like um, in yeah. terms of like accessibility and how many things are grayed out and not not playable. And I, you know, I just I don't know. So but I, I, mean, I think it. Yeah, I think it's good uh, that, you know, you can visit the destinations, you can go to all the places and um, but yeah, I do think they need to maybe. I mean, it's the new light thing. Everyone is always going to say this. They just need to beef up the new light. So yeah, that's I think the what they the, need to do the open. And I know people are like, "Well, just put the red war campaign." It's like, well, you can't do that. But I think there's a lot more that you could do in terms of trying to hook people in at the beginning that explains a little bit more of the context of what's going on. Because if you were to load up the game and start playing Witch Queen, you're not going to have any idea what the hell is going on, uh, no. like at all. So there's there's definitely more that they should do to, to new light players. Um, uh, yeah, I was just kind of trying to remember some of the other things he was talking about was he's going to stream once in a while on Twitch. Yes. Which is awesome. And people are like, better, yeah, he better have a good mod team because I think right off the bat, he's a lot of death lot. threats knowing this community. Yeah, I mean, it's mental to me that he had to come on and like, I mean, right. I'm aware of this, that he had to come on and say, look, we needed to get to a point where our community members in you know in the communications part they felt safe to do their job right. the fact that they've had to take someone to court because you know he he was sending threatening notes and phone calls right. to to one of the community managers and you know pizzas and stuff and like telling the pizza delivery driver to not really loudly to get a rise out of him right that's psychotic and I imagine there's a other stuff that we don't hear, right? Um, that goes on, and it's it's just crazy to me. So my my question is: so that was all DMG that was happening too, right? I believe so. Yes. And he left, and then Bungie sued that guy. Are they yeah. going to give some of those winnings to DMG? Um, I don't know. I imagine. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not an expert at all, or know that much about the American legal system. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I I don't but, I don't know much either. I just yeah. like, because he basically <laughs> like I've always interpreted like that's kind of why he left, right? It wasn't that he didn't. Yeah, like I I, working I think here. I think it wasn't. Yeah, I think it was sort of like, or more or less so that he left because he just didn't want to do the job. Yeah, the the specific job at Bungie. Right, but it, it had but, to have been part of it. Was yeah. I'm getting death threats you guys aren't doing enough about this or, you know, and then they go and sue that guy. And it was explicitly because of, you know, damages per what, you know, what was done to a community manager, but it's like, yeah, but it's almost like DMG should have sued that guy. Well, you might not be in financially the position. Right. To do exactly. So, so I, I've and always I, wondered if like, they're going to yeah. throw him a bone or two because it's like, Man. Hey, like, sorry that this happened to you and and we're sorry that you left the company because of this and we should have done more you they, know they probably did pay him compensation i, I, I before, yeah before I, they even sued the guy they probably would have given him money for, for compensation for that. i i yeah i i think so i think with, but i mean over, over here suing is less is more of a business thing and and you, people don't really sue other people as much it's not oh yeah well no we're we're sue happy here in the u.s yeah i was gonna say it's quite sue happy over there but um um 
But yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, he's probably not in the financial position to do so because that costs a lot of money. And yeah. Bungie probably went Wilson, you know, on sort of your behalf, not right. on his behalf, but like behind the scenes, that would have been right. a sentiment. Yeah, sure. I I still can't believe, like it, it the fact that Joe Blackburn had to come out and say that as part of the conversation, like the, the fact that he had to waste energy on yeah. breath saying, quit harassing our people effectively uh is like it, i can't believe we're at that state in our community um that that's a thing and it's it's embarrassing that to be part of this when i mean joe if you're listening we'd love to have you on and talk about that but <laughs> we're not talking about that talk about other things just no but no about like, they, when he starts streaming i want to know what his experience is like the, the stuff yeah. that you don't see that goes yeah. on behind well he and and this is nothing against this is nothing against DMG or anyone any one of the community managers. Like some people can maybe just, for lack of a better term, sort of handle it better than others. Like there's that, you know, and and people go, it comes with a job. It's like yeah, and no, not, not what are you level. okay? Like yeah. yeah, you're gonna get someone call you a shithead on in you know in your comments, right? That's just social media, but death threats like to that extent right. and, and right. you know actual real life threats no that does right. not come with the job right right yeah. and and it, it may just be that you know we don't know what i don't know what joe blackburn's kind of life experiences are and what he's gone through but he might just have a little bit more where he's like he's i mean he's fully aware that he's gonna get harassed and bombarded when as soon as he yeah. gets on twitch he's, and he's he's a brave he's a brave guy yeah so that's why I'm, I'm just kind of curious like I, I almost I want to I want to watch it just because I'm curious about how he engages with the community and all that. But yeah, part of me wants to grab a bucket of popcorn and just see like how awful and it sounds bad, but just like like what would compel somebody to say something like that to another human being? But the fact is, you're not saying it to their face. You're saying it over the Internet. So, you know, if you're a spineless coward, you can say something like that. Yeah. But All right. Well, that is about it for the episode, I believe. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, also, please let us know your thoughts um, on the state of the game. If you have your own thoughts, please feel free to further the discussion uh, at our like a uh, like our Twitter page or something like that. Or get you mean your ex or email or whatever. Our ex. <laughs> no, I mean my Twitter page. There I'm you go. Saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, please uh, go ahead and shoot us a message if you want. Uh, until next time, see y'all later. Bye. Bye bye. You can put this voice recording away and go on with your life, because you and I both know you'd have me yapping in your ear for the rest of your days. Want to further the discussion? Get in touch with us at any of our Twitter handles, all of which can be found at our podcast description. <laughs>